Hello and welcome to the Male Mental Health Podcast, a podcast aimed specifically for men. The audience for this podcast is any man, but also for any woman or non-binary folk that wish to get a glimpse into the struggles of men. This podcast is intended to heal men so they may be more patient, kind, understanding, loving, forgiving, and nurturing. The tortured male is prone to anger, violence, and toxicity. Men are three and a half times more likely to commit suicide and have caused 119 mass shootings since 1982, whereas women only account for three. It's time for that to change. I'm your host, Jordan Trubikoff. I've done everything from being a dishwasher to founding, owning, and operating a small business that doubled in revenue year after year for six years. At the age of 16, I was diagnosed with bipolar type 2 disorder. I suffered from psychosis, major depressive episodes, yada, yada, yada. What does this mean to you? Put simply, I've had hundreds of hours of professional therapy, formal training in meditation, read dozens of self-help resources, and truly understand the inner workings of the mental health industry. I want to stress that I am not a professional psychotherapist and can only share the research I do, the training I've received, and the lessons I've learned. If you are thinking of hurting yourself or others, you need to seek professional help immediately. End of discussion. Hell, and even if you are perfectly happy and healthy, you should have a strong support system, and that could mean a life coach or a counselor or therapist. Now, with all that said, let's get to the topic at hand this week, our inner voice. So what is our inner voice? Let's start with a quote from the tortured Edgar Allan Poe. I became insane with long intervals of horrible sanity. Now, for those who don't know, Poe died face down in a gutter from drinking himself to death. Pretty depressing. So let's pivot and follow that swiftly with something positive from Eckhart Tolle. I am not my thoughts. I am life. I am the space in which things happen. I am now. And I need to take this moment and express how important the philosopher Eckhart Tolle is to me. He has saved my life on multiple occasions. I would push you to read and or, and or listen to his book, A New Earth. He literally begins the book with talking about how the evolution of the flower is the most important transcendence to happen on Earth. It will blow your mind. So there are two inner voices. The negative, loud, materialistic asshole that is your egoic mind. And the tranquil, peaceful, kind voice, which we are going to call our is-ness. Now when I say there are two inner voices, what I mean is there's one voice that speaks the truth, and another which is a parasite that simply cannot exist without you subconsciously feeding it. This parasitic voice feeds in the darkness, growing until you cannot discern between it and yourself. This voice is your ego. Now, this egoic mind differs from our modern and traditional definition of ego, 
but they are one in the same, kind of from different perspectives. From the outside, someone controlled by their egoic mind read as, wow man, I rock this sick Burberry, Gucci-encrusted peanut butter and jelly Lambo, and I am so much better than you because of it. Now from the inside... That reads and should be more thought of, I need to rock this Burberry Gucci encrusted peanut butter and jelly Lambo because I'm tortured inside, I define my self-worth through what others perceive of me, and I truly lack inner peace, self-esteem, and I'm scared shitless of looking inward. Now I want to stress, materialistic things are not inherently bad so long as you're getting them for the right reasons, but to show off is not a right reason. Put simply, the outward douche is simply a sad, tortured soul. His egoic mind is fed by his insecurities, doubts, fears, and pain. These could be born of past experiences, social pressures, culture, etc. The modern world every day becomes more and more in love with money, fame, and fortune. Mayo Schwartz of Psychology Today wrote, I am strongly asserting that depression and anxiety, for that matter, are most likely outcomes of living in and with the unmerciful and misguided constraints of a tired and destructive worldview. Our constructed reality is, for many people, very depressive and anxiety-inducing. To summarize, the egoic mind is manic, spiteful, anxious, materialistic, greedy, doubtful, angry, anal retentive, vindictive, yada, yada, yada. Basically, any and all negative emotions are born of your egoic mind, and it loves to watch you suffer. It becomes stronger the more you suffer. And the more you suffer, the more you lose yourself to it. So now we know what an unhealthy inner voice is. How do we reshape our inner voice to be positive, quiet, and more of a isness voice? Put simply, make it shut the hell up. This is clearly simplifying it, but it is the truth. Let's do an exercise. Stop doing what you are doing right now. And for some, this will immediately create a sense of panic. But I have to do work, or I'm in the middle of something important. Unless you're in the middle of driving, you can save this for later. But stop what you are doing. This will only take a moment of your time. I want you to grab any small object around you and hold it in your hand, a chapstick, a pencil, a paperclip, whatever. Now, and as silly as this sounds, I want you to observe it like you've never seen it before. Marvel at it. Feel its grooves and smoothness, its temperature, its color, its shape, its smell. If you want, you can even taste it. But give yourself fully to this. Do not cheat yourself. Focus on the object. Boom, you're Gandhi. I'm kidding. But let me ask you if you felt any fear, 
or anger for those few fleeting moments, however small that moment was. The answer, if you gave yourself truly to it, will be no. And why is it no? Well, because you were present. You were one with something as silly as a tube of chapstick. Your mind wasn't yelling loudly about your bills or whether or not Kelly from accounting thinks you're a hunk. You were focused on it. You were in the now with it. Now, that was just an exercise, but it has its roots in a very common grounding technique for anxiety attacks, which is called the 54321 method. In this, you identify five things you can see, four things you can feel, three things you can hear, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. You are forced to focus on the now. That which is immediately around you and your senses in relation to this surrounding. This is a very basic form of tapping into your isness. This quiet exists solely and exclusively on the razor edge of what we call now. And now, and now, and now, and now, and now, and now. Now is always moving into the past. Anytime we fear or doubt any negative emotion, we do so thinking in the frame of the past or the future. Examples include, uh, God, I can't believe I did that, I'm a fucking moron, or fuck, if I don't get this promotion, how am I going to pay for that trip I've always wanted? You'll see that all, and I mean all, negative thoughts are rooted outside of the now. They are in the past, which you cannot change. You cannot change the past. Or they are rooted in the future, which is truly uncertain. Now, that's not just to say, fuck it, I can't change anything. But we need to understand that it's only in the now that we can help our future self. You can't change the future if you're catatonic and captive of your egoic self, which is to say you are captive to things you can't change or things that are uncertain. You'll find that focusing on the now is the cornerstone of meditation. Headspace.com defines meditation as mindfulness, which is the ability to be present, to rest in the here and now fully engaged with whatever you are doing in the moment. They continue to say meditation isn't about becoming a different person, a new person, or even a better person. It's about training in awareness and getting a healthy sense of perspective. You are not trying to turn off your thoughts or feelings. You're learning to step back, observe them without judgment, and eventually you may start to better understand them as well. The interesting thing about this sentence, or quote, is they state it's not about becoming a different, new, or better person, which is true. But through the practice of being present 
and quiet, peaceful, and ultimately shutting up your egoic mind, you will naturally become a different, new, and better person. You'll become more kind, more patient, more nurturing, and a more confident man and role model. I want to stress that meditation is a practice. You will fail at meditation. You will fail at mindfulness plenty. I know I do. You will become better in time so long as you actively try and practice. But the first step when in times of depression, anger, fear, etc. is to first recognize that your egoic mind has taken control. And once you notice that, you'll feel that it's already lost its power over you. Once you have that moment of clarity and understanding, you say, hey, this egoic mind is not truly me. You then remember you cannot change something that has happened and that you're unable to know for certain what the future is. You can say, I don't need to be captive. I am with myself now. And the now is quiet. I want to leave you with a quote by Eckhart Tolle. Once again, I'm going to quote him a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. There is only one perpetrator of evil on this planet, the human unconsciousness. That realization is true forgiveness. With forgiveness, your victim identity dissolves and your true power emerges. This power is presence. Instead of blaming the darkness, you bring in the light. Instead of blaming the darkness, you bring in the light. You bring in the light. I want to thank you all again for listening. I'm currently going through some big changes, and I want you to understand, selfishly, this podcast does as much for me as I hope it does for you. This is a relationship that we will have. You will watch me in my lows and my highs. I will always be honest with you. I want you to reach out to me for discussion, for community. This is all on us. With that, I look forward to seeing you hopefully next week or the following as I'm moving and some other things that are going on. Let's be the best soul, body, and mind we can be. Being a man comes second. Thank you. Thank you.